everyone. I'm Ari Meglin here with Rachel Poley and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 129 and this week's question is, how can you protect your writing time? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy our episode, please give it a like, write a review, share it with friends. I'm going to start with a probably quite an obvious one. Tell people. Family, friends, they're not mind readers. I'm assuming maybe they are. But most of them are probably not going to be mind readers. So make sure you tell them that you will be writing or working if if they aren't really big supporters of writing, use the term working, something that makes it like, well, they'll actually leave you alone. I know there are people who consider it a waste of time to write and they then have no issue distracting you because they assume you're just wasting your time or playing or whatever. So obviously use the term working if you need to, but tell people. And for an extra step, if you have a separate room that you do your writing in, like your study, your bedroom, workroom, whatever, add a note to the door asking not to be disturbed because you could tell people and they could forget because people do that. Remember to take the note down after your writing session or if you are working to a time frame, you could add a time to the note that says when people can come in and bother you. That's That can help. Just like if you're writing for an hour after lunch, you can just put on, please don't disturb me until like 1pm, 2pm. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with setting boundaries. It's when you assume people just know not to disturb you. And if they disturb you and then you tell them and they say, oh, sorry, I won't do it again. You've already been disturbed. So setting it up early with informing people and putting up a note on the door can help. Just a really good starter. And you'll be surprised how many people don't do that and then get really annoyed at family members for bothering them. It's like, seriously, not mind readers. You're right. But it, it's actually really hard to communicate. Because there are times where I know nobody's a mind reader, but there are times where it actually is difficult to talk about it. And also you just kind of assume, like it's easy to assume, I should say. I do agree with Ari. You definitely need to tell people you got to set boundaries and nobody is a mind reader. Because when I first started working from home, I assumed it was just a given that I was busy. Everybody else in my family was out of the house because they were at their job and I was home and I was working and people knew I was working because I was just at home. And for some reason that still didn't help. Just the fact that they knew that I was present in the house meant that I could do, you know, extra stuff. Like if the dishwasher needed emptying, they were just like, oh, before I get home from work, do you mind you know, fitting that in your schedule at some point, just empty the dishwasher, do this and do that. And also my cousins at the time didn't have their driver's license. So I was often the one to drive them to school in the morning or pick them up in the afternoon. And then my friends are like, oh, well, Rachel's home and five of my friends need a ride home so she can just play bus driver and just take them home. And, and it got to a point where I needed to sit people down and be like, listen, I am busy from this time to that time. And that's it. If there's an emergency, absolutely, I can stop what I'm doing and I can help out. But otherwise, if anything else needs to get done, I can either do it later or you can do it when you get home or when you have time or whatever, because it got to a point where I was so distracted that I was getting nothing done during the day. And then when people would come home from work, that would be the time when I'd have a moment to sit down and get my work done. But I didn't have the house to myself. So there were still distractions. It was just other distractions. And it's actually really easy to burn yourself out that way because you feel like you're constantly working because you're not working consistently. 
So you definitely do need to tell people. And I actually went onto Amazon one time and I found a do not disturb sign. And it, I can't really explain it because it was a while ago and I kind of wish I bought it, but it was what it was like a pie chart. So you could like turn it so that it would change colors depending on green, orange, or red. And um, it had like snarky comments on it, depending on what you were doing. It was actually pretty funny. And I almost bought it, but it was like $20. And I was like, I make one myself. And then of course I never did because I don't necessarily need one. But it'd be kind of cool. So even if people do respect your brownies, you can still add a note to the door just to make yourself feel more official. Actually, that is that is a good point. Both Rachel and I work from home and you will be so surprised, unless you're pretty sure you work from home and you know this, how people will not respect the work from home. Especially if it's your own business or your own freelance work, they assume that you're not really working. You could This could be your full-time support the family work and they will still assume that you're just messing about and you've got plenty of time to run errands obviously my family was a little different they felt like that when I was actually employed by another company and off-site working in the office and I would still get random phone calls asking me random questions and could I do this and could I do that and you know my boss the CEO was sat in a in an office like five feet away and it's like I can't talk now could you stop ringing me but obviously you have to answer just on the off chance it's an emergency. So yeah, seriously, that is a big point and a big problem that people don't acknowledge. So maybe maybe saying writing or working isn't good. Maybe saying available, I will be available at this time or not available. Because if you say you're busy, well, people are like, well, you're not that busy. You can always do this. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a really good point to, to communicate with people because some people will always just sort of stamp all over that assuming you've got all the time in the world to do all this stuff and breaking focus like stopping your job to do some other little bit like empty the dishwasher or walk the dog or pick somebody up it's really bad to have that much fractured time because it takes time to get back into the swing of writing so yeah that's oh god that, that's actually made me angry because I remember that happening. I mean, it doesn't happen as much now because I live in another country and my family can't ask me that many things. Although they do still ring me up with random things throughout the day when they know I'm working. It's just what they do. It does. And the thing is, like my family, they're super supportive and they know what I'm doing. But when I first started working from home, they didn't understand it. They they were like, well, you're not working a nine to five. You're home. So therefore you have all day. So you can do your work whenever you need to during the day. You're your own boss. You can do it, you know, at midnight if you want to. And I mean, in some ways, yeah, they're not wrong. But I was like, I, I need a, I need structure. And this ain't it. <laughs> and who wants to work at friggin' midnight? It's like, I don't want to. I want to do nine to five. So back yeah. off. I mean, I do. I'll, I'll admit there are, there have been some times where I couldn't sleep at night and I have gone up and I'm like, oh, let me let me get something done because staring at the computer screen does make you sleepy after a little while. It's not good to do. I don't condone it and I don't do it often. I'm just saying have done it before a couple of times. But anyway, that actually brings me into my next point. In addition to telling people, you also need to tell yourself. And what I mean by that, I mean, make an appointment with yourself. Similarly to telling people that you need to go right, you need to make sure that you fit it into your schedule. Aim for the same time on certain days. Not only will it help your brain get into that creative mindset, but it'll also help you get into a routine. Because, I mean, we all have the same excuse. I don't have time to write. You do have the time to write. You just need to find the right time 
to fit it in. And if you treat your writing as an appointment or as work where you need to clock in and clock out, you'll certainly have the time because you'll be making the time. Even if it's just half an hour every other day, it's a start, it's something. That reminds me of, um, I think it was a video I watched and it was a woman who was, I don't know if she was coaching or she was just telling people and she had like a group of people and they always said like, oh, I've no time, I've no time. And she said, right, well, here's a diary, write down everything you do. We have to put times on it and everything. And one of the people in the in the group ended up with like, I think a washing machine bust and like flooded the house. She had to obviously dry the carpets. She had to get an engineer out. We all know what that's like, trying to get anyone to come around to your house to do something. And it just, it took like three or four hours of a day and then some time in the next one. And the woman who ran this thing was like, you just found three hours. You say you have no time, but you were able to move other things around to fit this three hour emergency. And obviously nobody wants to do that. But the proof was, it's like, there is still ways of doing it, whether you had to move an appointment, whether you had to do it. It's like, everyone says they've no time right up until something happens where you need to have time. So yeah, I think that making uh, like an appointment and setting it in is perfect. Because if you make an appointment with the dentist or the doctors, most of the time, you're not going to bounce that for something else. You're going to keep that appointment because you've booked it with someone and you've kind of become responsible for that. So having it in your own and saying, yeah, yep, I am blocking this in. It's important. It's priority. Yeah. And I like the fact that you said it can just be half an hour because we always do that. Don't we? It's like, well, I better block a huge like half a day for writing. And it's like, don't get me wrong, I've done that and then spent half of that time stressing about not writing and then I've managed to write maybe half a page and then that's been it. And so I kept thinking, well, I needed that half day to to get that just that half page written. And then there's other times where I've done half an hour and I've written like 10,000 words. Not that many. I'm, not, I'm joking, but, you know, a good amount. So, yeah, it's um, it doesn't have to be a big appointment. And I think that's important. That is a really important point. It just has to be something. You have to prioritise it in some way. So yes, yes. And not every day is going to be the same because as Aricha said, like if you have doctor's appointments, dentist appointments or an emergency comes up, things are going to change. You got to be flexible with it. So if you have a, your, your writing appointment at nine o'clock in the morning, every single day or every other day or whatever, you can stick with that each day as it comes by. But then if something comes up, you can just bump it to another time or you can skip it for a day it's it's okay to skip a day of writing so yeah you, you got to treat it and I like how Ari you said that um you know if you have an appointment with the doctor or the dentist you're not going to bump it for something else you're going to keep it be you're you're respecting the the doctor's time so you need to respect your own time and you need to respect your writing and your work therefore respecting yourself as a person and if this is what you feel is important and that you need to do then you need to make the time for it and you need to do it exactly I mean that's why there's so many groups aren't there it's like 5 a.m club or things because they know they can allocate that that appointment time and it's not likely going to get eaten up by any other appointment obviously except for sleeping but these people are weird so that's what they do I'm going to piggyback on that with making an appointment treat it with importance that means turn off your phone, stop opening your social media to check things that, let's be honest, don't need checking. And you probably checked it 20 seconds ago anyway. Get yourself set up for your writing time with everything you need on hand beforehand. So especially if you book, um, book yourself an appointment and you know, right, I'm going to start at nine. 
half eight, get your stuff together. If you want a brew, or a, if you want a cup of tea or a coffee, you want some water, you want some snacks, you need your notepads or your pens or your notes or your outline, use the time before to get it ready so that when it hits nine, you are ready and set and you can start. Close any apps that will distract you, that are going to pop up and notifications. I mean, you could even, if you don't need it, turn the internet off so you're not, nothing's popping up or you can't even go, I'll just go and check something. It's that extra step of having to put the internet back on to check might actually stop you from doing it. And if you are struggling, there are programs, and I appreciate like <laughs> Get off the internet, but there are programs who can help. Programs such as Focus, Freedom, and I think Cold Turkey, I've heard a good, that kind of, they can stop you from getting on to like social media and apps and things that will, you know, take your time. It sort of locks you out of them for a, for a set time. I haven't tried them, but those are the ones I've heard are the best from people who do try them. I need to try them. I appreciate that. But yeah, just, you know, leave your phone out of the room or turn it off. You don't say, oh, turn it on silent. No, because you'll just pick it up. We'll all do it. We'll pick it up and check it anyway. Turn it off. All the distractions out. You know, you if you were going to an appointment with a dentist, you wouldn't be on your phone while you're in the chair. I'd like to think you wouldn't be on your phone answering messages while you're in the chair. You know, that's not right. So don't do the same when you're supposed to be writing. Yeah, that's all I've got. I would really like to see somebody try to be on their phone while the dentist is working on their teeth. Could you imagine how silly that would look? That'd be hilarious. Um, if they were doing like a FaceTime, right? <laughs> oh, that'd be awful. Uh, yeah, I I haven't heard of Focus, Freedom, or Cold Turkey, but I have tried Toggle before. Toggle is T-O-G-G-L. There's no E at the end. It just stops at L. And they have three programs, and one of them is Toggle Track. And um, it's basically just a timer. You you can set up different projects, and you can see how much time you, you work on them. So if you if you want to like create that appointment with yourself and treat it as like a nine to five job without it actually being nine to five, but you want to reach like a certain amount of hours or something per work per week, you can go on toggle and you can track how many hours you work on it. So when you start working on your novel, you hit the play button. And when you stop, you hit stop or pause when you need a bathroom break. And then at the end of the week or at the end of the month, you can see how much time you've um, you've tacked on that one project. I haven't used it in a while. I did use it at one point and I liked it, but it just didn't really work for me. I didn't keep up with it well, uh, but it is a pretty cool program. So if that's something that could work for you, then by all means, go for it. But I want to say for my final point is to just enjoy it. Uh, we've been <laughs> the past couple of episodes, like in episode 127 and I think 126, we talked about writing through bad mental health days and how to fall in love with your writing again. So I just kind of want to end this episode on a high note and just say, just in, enjoy your writing. I know it. if you're a writer, you probably want to write as a career, be an author and make money with it, which obviously can feel like a lot of work. Well, it is a lot of work, but there are some days it'll feel like fun and other days it's going to feel like work. So just find a way to love your writing again and work on a project that's passionate for you. You know, if you aren't already passionate with it, but if your heart isn't in it, then it's going to be that much easier for you to make those excuses such as I don't have time to write or I keep being interrupted by friends and family. And 
oftentimes you just need to switch up your writing project or you need to take a break or just try something new, such as getting in a routine, making that appointment with yourself and treating your writing with importance. You got to give it the time and attention that it deserves, but have fun with it. That's a good one to end on, actually. Yeah. Enjoying it. Because, yeah, we have been a little bit negative, hasn't it? It's like, oh, struggling with our writing. Oh, take some time away. It's like, yeah, in the end, it should be fun. I mean, not always. There's always going to be those parts where you're like wrestling with a plot point or an annoying character who's just not doing what they're supposed to be doing or an outline that's weak in the middle. Oh, I love that sagging middle syndrome. But yeah, in the end, it should be enjoyable. So if it's not, that's an issue. We need to look into it. Usually find if it's not enjoyable, it's because um, if it's not enjoyable and you're procrastinating, it's, it's either you've fallen out of love with it, and obviously go back to that episode, or there's something there that needs fixing. You know, like I've got a plot hole that's just gaping and it needs sorting. And the problem is we just procrastinate and we just don't deal with it. In which case, set yourself an appointment to fix it. Just book yourself in. That is the thing you're going to deal with. You're going to work on that one plot point that's annoying you or this one character is just not paying attention to what he's supposed to be doing and do that. Yeah, that's my extra little point I decided to throw in. I just want to end with writing sucks, but it doesn't have to be. No, it has. Yeah, it has moments of, of, of sucking, but it certainly shouldn't suck all the time. And if it is, maybe writing is, is something you need to think about or do something different with. I mean, obviously never trying to push people away from writing, but yeah, if, if it sucks all the time, yeah, that's not good because it should be fun, you know? Unless you're editing. Oh. <laughs> Editing's a whole nother story. I have met a writer that really enjoys editing and I'm talking like three or four edits in and you're like, whoa, really? Whew, that's, wow. uh, yeah, that, that's, that's I, dedicated. <laughs> I get excited to edit and then I start it yeah. and it fades away. The excitement just wanes. I apologize to anyone who can hear my cat crying outside. He has been, just been fed before I started this episode. So it's just nonsense if you can hear him crying. He does not need anything. He's just being a dick. And with that, we're going to end this episode. Some background music. Some background noise. It's fine. It's really Speaking of distractions. <laughs> you can tell your family and friends your writing time, but you can't tell the animals. No. We're going to interrupt you regardless. <laughs> Okay, let, let's uh, wrap this one up. So let's turn over to you guys. How do you manage to protect your writing time? Share those tips with us. We'd love to chat about them. So tell us your answer in the comments below. If you want more of the Mary Writer podcast, then be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube, or wherever you're listening. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Mary Writer podcast for bonus content. It helps to keep our show going and we really do appreciate the support. In the meantime, tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of the Mary Ride podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Belted Pens. We love to colour code. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.